Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. My name is Gabby, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you have not noticed, I shared that I am selling sourdough again. So if you are local to me, you better get yourself some because I make a mean sourdough loaf. Just kidding. But really, uh, I have an order form that I either email out, so watch your emails. I share it on my Instagram and on my Facebook and in the Get Rooted in Health Facebook group. So make sure that you snake yourself some. I should be, I don't really have an end date. We are gone for Thanksgiving this year, so I will not be able to provide that for you guys, unfortunately, um, over the Thanksgiving week. Uh, So that's why I want to just jumpstart it now before November hit and get you guys rocking and rolling with some yummy bread. It's going to be soup season and it's just a great way to bring something to the table, whether that's just for your family dinner, for a gathering you're going to, a party, um, a holiday gathering, or just because you want yourself some bread, some homemade, gut-friendly, fermented sourdough bread. So you may have questions on is it gluten-free, you know, organic, all those kinds of things. So I use organic always, unbleached, all-purpose flour. It is not 100% gluten-free. However, if you are gluten-sensitive or just not one who consumes a lot of gluten or you find that you just really are off when you do, I have found so many people can tolerate, and you can go look it up, um, can tolerate Glute, uh, sourdough bread. Um, I have some family members who are like, wow, I can tolerate this, especially if I do make it with some einkorn flour. Uh, however, that would just be like upon special <laughs> request. Um, anyway, so the bread itself is going to be much less gluten um, because of the fermentation process. So it's it gets fed off of over the period of time. So it can be fermenting anywhere between 8, 10 to 12-ish hours. I've gone as long as 16 hours. It depends on, you know, oops, I forgot about it. Or if it's warmer weather, it's going to be need less time fermenting. If it is um, cooler out, sometimes it needs a little bit longer. All depends. Um, I take much pride in my sourdough. I take care of my starter. Um, I make sure that you get the best quality loaves, the best quality ingredients. So if you do have celiac, however, that is not something that I would recommend. I would not sell you a loaf because that is not going to be good for you. Um, and you know those boundaries. So, um, 
if you are interested in that, you can find that information um, in my emails, on my socials, or um, just message me if you cannot find it, and I will hook you up with a loaf or two or three. When you buy um, more than one, you can save a buck or two. Um, and then I am actually putting in, I thought this would be so fun because I'm all about like giveaways and free stuff. Who doesn't like freebies? So each, there'll be order forms that are about a week-ish long. Uh, and so people that order within each order form that I put out on a weekly basis, you will be entered to win a free loaf. And you can redeem it at any time. So I will just mark your name down and then we'll just coordinate that whenever um, you are looking to get that free loaf. Um, So if you order in that order form, I will enter your name and each week I will um, pull from the names that ordered that week prior and um, we will see who the winners are. So that is super exciting. Get yourself an order and then a possible chance to win a free loaf. They freeze great. I love slicing them up. Um, You know, you can slice up half of a loaf. They are large loaves. Um, So you can slice a half of one up and then pull it out. It's best to freeze it ASAP um, so that it is fresh as possible um, when you freeze it. So it's just like having a fresh loaf of bread when you pull it out of the freezer. Um, And then the other thing is I am also sharing my starter, Oakley. So um, I have shared episodes on sourdough. So if you want to scroll on back, head to the show and you'll find, I can also link to them um, in my show notes for people. Um, I have, I think two or three episodes. I have one on einkorn flour. I have one on my sourdough journey. And I also have one, I think on troubleshooting sourdough. So you can go check those out. Um, But I am sharing my starter. So you can purchase that along with a guide and a caring, you know, caring and a guide, um, you know, stuff I'll print out and you can also have digital um, access to that and it'll have some links to a video of me. I should update that, um, which I I will. Um, But it's an older one of me uh, putting a loaf together, how to stretch and fold, some of the um, people that I have used recipes from and love using discard recipes for. Um, So all of that information is yours upon You can find that on my blog, but I will print it out and I will help you along your way with um, the purchase of the starter. So um, that is all local. I have not um, done the whole dried out my starter and been selling that yet. So that is probably to come, but you know, baby steps here. So enough about sourdough. Um, Would love to bless your family over um, this time of the year with that. So um, would love to bake that for you. All right. So today we are going to, hopefully we don't have any unexpected appearances. I think we're in the clear. Um, This is a different time of the day. So uh, we're just popping in here to record quick um, post my half marathon. I thought it would be super neat to just share a few things, kind of how I came back to running postpartum um, and how I journeyed here seven months later to running my PR, a personal record for my uh, half marathon. Quick sip of coffee. (laughs) Uh, And so this so we'll just back up so this past pregnancy with my fourth baby I ran a marathon at 16 weeks pregnant was not the plan to be pregnant for that however um we just went with it and it was an awesome experience I could not believe I did it um was really empowering and I felt great and that I gave it my all um super proud of myself with that and the training that it took and all of the energy um growing a baby and putting my body through all of that so the human body especially the female human body is just 
always mind-blowing, never ceases to amaze me. So um, this was the first pregnancy that I had ran throughout basically the entire pregnancy. Um, I was scrolling back on all my data on my watch because I'm a data girl. Um, when you're a runner, you rely on all of your watch statistics. And my last run, let's see, so my baby was born on March, um, February, March. Okay, so she was born on March 16th. Oh, why don't I have that on here? Hmm. Um, yep, she was born March, I'm sorry, March 10th, not the 16th. She was supposed to be the 16th. She came on the 10th, <clears throat> January, February, March, April. So my last run, February 19th, that doesn't sound right. Hmm. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Indoor run. Here, I had it only on run on my watch. Okay, so let me go to March because I know I ran. Okay. So she was born on March 10th. My last run was on indoor and outdoor. Was on March 6th. Indoor, yes, a three-mile run. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So four days out from giving birth. I feel like I ran another one, but I guess not. <laughs> um, and those were just super chill, like you know, not, not anything crazy. I just felt like I could run through this whole pregnancy. And so I went with it. Uh, and I have never run through an entire pregnancy before. I had people commenting and joking to me, like waiting for them to, waiting to see my next story of me, like giving birth to this baby on the treadmill. <laughs> but, um, no, I was just super grateful to be able to continue to move my body that way. And so postpartum, I walked, walked 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 a ton I logged many walks and hikes with my family and with my kids um, indoor treadmill anything I could because I was I just wanted to gain that strength again work on my pelvic floor I wanted to feel like I was still doing some form of activity um, it just it it helps my <clears throat> me personally it helps fight and combat postpartum depression um, I've never fully gone through deep de de um, postpartum depression and I think some of that has to be true because of or some of that is because of the way I've taken care of my body with nutrition, with my mindset, with my physical fitness. Um, it has aided in my recovery every single postpartum. So I always focus on just getting in that walking um, and just regaining that strength and that endurance and um, just stimulating the good hormones um, to fight off that hormone bath that you just get postpartum. I mean, it's it's pretty wonky, guys. It's wonky. Um, if you've ever had children, um, and we're just females in general, we're emotional <laughs> beings, right? And we have hormone um hormone imbalance not imbalances but just fluctuations um in general that's just how we were made um and so I told myself that I was not going to even attempt running until eight to ten weeks postpartum I think I might have said somewhere like 12 weeks and I I I know that I did not wait that long I'm pretty sure I gave myself eight or nine weeks 
it was all dependent on how I was feeling. And so if I couldn't perform certain, so I had already implemented some strength back in um, slowly with that. So I would walk and I would do core work, activation of my pelvic floor. And then I was starting with very light weights, um, basic moves, real low intensity. And then I was gradually just, you know, getting myself back to things. Um, still modifying what I needed to, whether it was like planks or push-ups, still on my knees or elevated, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Because your core is just, it's got to, you know, retrain itself and, and come back to <clears throat> where it was and, or close to, it will never be the same, I believe. But, um, so I, I did all that. And if I was not able to control myself with certain moves or single leg hop side to side or, um, yeah, just like, uh, you know, a little bit of a higher intensity move, like a jump where it was either painful or I was leaking. Like there's no way you're ready for running. There's some little tests. You can just do little skips on your feet or high knees or a side to side hop. Um, and just testing that all out. And if any of that felt off or not right, then I wasn't going to jump into running or I would try a quick little pickup on a walk. Um, and just see how it would feel. And, you know, if they were leaking or just intense pain, like, of course, no, you're, I, I, I'm not going to push through. So um, I, I managed to make through to the eight or nine week mark. And my first run was with a friend, a sweet friend of mine who actually moved away to Florida. I'm so grateful that my first postpartum run was with her then because I don't get to run with her anymore. Um, and I miss her. But we hit up a nice flat path nothing hilly because I was like I am not doing hills by me that is not where I'm at um so we met at a trail and um we did a three mile run on May 4th so whatever that is March 10th to May 4th um was my first outdoor run and from there it was just logging three milers two milers um I did a couple four milers and then towards the end of May I had logged a six and seven miler. Um, a lot of these were stroller runs. I would push my newborn with me um, for many of these uh, in the beginning just because that's just what worked better. My husband was like I don't know I don't want her to wake up or she need you because those are just the early times when we've we've not introduced bottles or any of those kinds of things and that's fine I don't mind I'm not looking to go out and crush any you know certain time and I'm happy to take her with me um you know they're lighter to push with the single stroller and then you know just moving into June I had real no plans um or intentions like I just I just wanted to run and you know get a baseline again and then I started heart rate training and we'll do a whole episode on that and so I was learning to listen to my um my body and be more in tune with my heart um, and how hard it was working and it's different for everybody um, in terms of your zones so just learning to run in a lower zone heart rate for longer periods of time so that I can build my aerobic endurance um, not putting too much stress on my body and really just gaining the endurance and the time on my feet um, to then where I can hopefully run faster at that easy zone heart rate over time. So um, it all takes time. 
Uh, so incorporating that and then just um, running with friends. Some of my friends are a little speedier, so I would take that as my harder days, my more workout type days um, rather than my easy zone running days. Um, and then I ended up doing a time trial with some friends in, um, let's see, what month was that? I want to say it was July. I did a three mile time trial or was it June it might have been June um I did oh yep okay so on June 20th I did a three mile time trial just to figure out what my max heart rate was so that I knew where my zones were and so I um actually averaged a 719 mile for that which was I worked my butt off I couldn't believe I thought I was going to run a lot slower um and I was dying at the end okay (laughs) 719 mile remember that for three miles and then I just continue to log runs and do that with friends and then do, um, I incorporated workouts. I would just ask my friends what kind of workouts their coaches were giving them. I would look them online where you're doing like 800 meter repeats, 400 meter repeats. Um, I was doing some hill sprints. I was doing mile repeats at certain paces, tempo runs, um, you know, all sorts of different workouts where I would never really focused on easy days being super easy and chill and then really doing workout days where I'm running like six minute paces or 645 for, you know, 0.6 miles. Those are 1Ks. Um, and, and, you know, so it was just unlocking a whole new world of running to me rather than just going out there and hitting the pavement or hitting the treadmill and being like, well, I can't go any slower than an 830 pace because that's just too slow. Like, nope, that's just all garbage now. And I see it so differently and it has paid off because, I, you know, as we talk about the half marathon here. Um, so running has just really improved this postpartum um, time around and I have loved the knowledge I've gained. Um, I ran a lot up on Washington Island this summer. Um, just lots of chill easy miles with a, a lot of it with a stroller, um, double stroller. Um, and then yeah that's a whole nother ball game with a double stroller but we usually just keep those pretty chill and we go to the bug line trail for majority of those um and then let's see yeah so running all that I had friends that were training so I I wasn't planning on signing up for the half marathon so here's kind of where we're rolling into the current ish time um so for like majority of the summer I then was training with friends who were running um marathons and a hundred miler my friend was running a hundred miler yes Uh, and so I was just logging like some, just when they were there, their easy run days, like 8.30 to 9 minute long run paces, maybe 9.30 pace. Um, they, you know, I had friends who were running two hour, two hour days, three hour days. Um, and so I was logging miles with them and I just, it just felt good and I loved it and I loved getting to support them and that I could and that I felt strong enough to do it um, after I had built myself up and so I was logging like 14 miles on a Friday and then the next Friday it was like a 16 miler and then I was doing 17 miles and then did another 17 or 16 miles um, and I was like wow like this is crazy and then you know my friends races started happening and their mileage decreased and then I was like you know what I should just sign up for something before the winter hits and before tax season comes where my husband's hours are just so much and I you know it's just it's hard to be stay motivated in these dark winter months here in the midwest in terms of like 
um, racing goals when I can't get outside as much, um, you know, with having all four kids and a husband who has really early work hours. Um, training on the treadmill for all of it is just not fun. It's doable, but just not my jam. Um, and there's different seasons of life. Um, so I, you know, that'll be different down the road, but, um, I took it and I ran with it. No pun intended. Uh, and I just, I signed up for the half marathon cause it was a weekend we had open. It was local. It was in the fall, which is my favorite time of year to be running. And I knew I would be in shape for it. So I had a friend, um, who kind of hooked me up with a little plan and she laid out like four weeks for me and I gave her the mileage I was doing. And so, um, I was logging, you know, maybe 50 mile weeks, 40 mile weeks. Um, and so then I did like two 40 mile weeks. I did a 30 mile week and then it was like just a couple, like a three miler, um, a four miler, maybe two other three milers the week of the race. Um, and then I had the, the race day. So, um, with the workouts, a one workout sprinkled in a week, um, and it was, it was amazing. I, I had no idea the kind of fitness I had built up with that when I was actually consistent and trained and focused on the goal, the plan, whether it had to be treadmill or outside early mornings um, or get to the gym later with the kids because I didn't get up. Um, and I just wanted, <laughs> sometimes those treadmill runs did not happen super smoothly at home when I had children awake and needy or whining at me or whatever because I didn't want to always use the tv but we made it work we majority of it was good Estella was half the time in the car seat by me because I didn't trust the kids with her um and I didn't want her to get into anything so she would just chill in there mostly and um, was happy majority of the time or fell asleep I always wonder if she recognizes the sound or the hum of the treadmill and the pounding of my feet from when she was in my belly um, if, and if that puts her to sleep. But uh, yeah, so there was that. And then, yeah, other times I was like, you know what? I am not dealing with my kids in the treadmill. We are going to the Y so I can get my childcare and I can have an hour, hour and a half of peace um, and chill out and focus. So um, then... Yeah, rolling into race day. So that was on October 21st. And it was the most perfect day. It was a little chilly in the beginning, but it's totally fine. That's how you want it to be. Um, and um, just a slight little drizzle of rain in the first couple miles, but then like it was overcast. It was all on a trail. A little bit of sun, some clouds, a little bit of a breeze um, uh, going one direction, but it was just the peak time of fall colors it was all on a trail um paved trail and it was just beautiful and I guess this is the course to set a record because um it is nice and flat who would have known what I could have done if it was a little more hilly uh but I have a lot of hills around here that I've trained with but anyway I absolutely loved it so there's a funny story with it though um I did get lost (laughs) I did get turned around so my actual race results online are not accurate to what I how I performed actually but I kind of sold myself short I was kind of telling my husband like okay I know you know you always want to go out fast and you know because he was trying to um you know figure out where he would be able to meet me there was a gps on me with a tracker um, a racing tracker that they had so he would be able to find me but you know he's got four kids so this is not our first rodeo we've done this before with spectating with kids together watching other people and him watching me um so just kudos to him because it is a lot of work and they did great the kids did great he did great 
they caught me at a few times and uh Oh, I forgot where I was going with that. Anyway, so it was a beautiful day. And then, um, yeah, we we get there in the morning. Uh, so I wake up. I think I was woken up early because Estella was up. So I was up before like 6, I think, and nursed her. And then I um, kind of got my things together. We got most of the stuff packed the night before. And then I planned to have my coffee and some sourdough peanut butter toast before we left. Uh, and that was around 6.30, 6.40 that I ate that. Then I had a banana around 7. We picked up donuts at the store on the way for the kids and Alex and then um, made it to the race. And uh, when we got to the race place by 7th, oh no. No, I wanted to eat my banana by 7.30. Was that it? I don't remember what I did. I had it all documented on my Instagram stories. Um, but I made sure to have one of my gels at 8 before 8.30 start time. I know I had that. So I had toast and coffee and then I had the banana and then I had my gel and a little few sips of a pre-workout drink and then um, I was good to go. And I brought two gels with me on the run. Ended up taking one at mile 8. Uh, that was my plan about an hour in. And, um, that was, yeah, that was basically my fueling, obviously water and things like that. I had water along the way and then I chugged my electrolytes afterwards. Um, I maybe should have had some during, but I get so in the zone and I don't, I don't want to, if it was a marathon, I definitely would have been drinking them. So, um, there was that for the fueling. And so, yeah, I had my belt, my, um, flip belt on me. So that carried my phone which tracked my GPS so Alex could find me and then um, my gels and my water, um, water bottle. Uh, I set on a playlist that I made for my marathon and just went. So, oh, so then I was telling him that I, I kind of sold myself short that I ran like, <laughs> that I was going to run like maybe, yeah, I probably was going to go out at like 7.30 minute miles, but I should stick around 7.40 so that I don't overdo it and I don't want to go out too fast and kill myself at the end where I shouldn't have gone out too fast. Um, yeah, that didn't happen. I don't, I never hit a 7.30 mile period. <laughs> um, my first mile I think was like 7.15 and then let's just check it out here. Um, Okay, so my first mile, oh, okay. No, my first mile was, okay. My, fir my first mile was 7.29, so pretty close to 7.30. And then I was 7.20. And then I was 7, 11, 7, 11, 7, 10, 7, 19, 7, 16, 7, 18, 7, 15, 7, 18, 7, 16, 7, 26, 7, 15. So I was spot on, and I was like, in the first five miles, I was like, Gabby, you're probably going to regret this pace but I was feeling really good and I was like I think this is majority flat and I think I can do it and my body was just like we're doing it you've trained for it you're feeling strong and capable and I just kept chipping away closing in and I just kept telling myself close in on mile five all right now let's close in on mile six and like I just kept chipping away one mile at a time and then I was like okay let's close in on this person ahead now don't pass them yet because you don't want to regret that because then you're gonna have to speed up to pass them 
But then I just like slowly kept passing people, more and more people, and felt really good. Like it was probably until mile 10 when I was like, okay, I've got a 5k to go and I know I want to try and pick it up. Um, but then I started to have a little bit of an incline. The sun came out. I think I had the wind at me at one point when I turned around for a little bit of the, when I turned around, um, on the trail coming back another way. Uh, so I had to fight that a little bit. And then I just got so in the zone when I hit that final mile, I knew I wanted to try and push for a seven minute mile knowing that I had pushed 715 pretty solid for the whole thing and I knew I was going to PR my first couple marathons were two hours and three minutes I think I ran the same time for my first two half marathons two hours three minutes then I was like an hour maybe 40 something I shaved off maybe 15 or 17 minutes something like that and then my PR was back in 2017. I haven't PR'd since 2017. And so um, that was after having my first baby. I trained for a triathlon that year. I did a marathon that year. Um, I had my fastest 5K ever. So that was like the year of everything for me. And so this was huge. Uh, this is six years ago, guys. <laughs> six years ago. Um, yeah. So I remember running a half marathon with friends that paced me in 2021 after Juliet was born when I was ready to do that. And I wanted to at least just hit a sub eight pace. And I squeaked by with like a 758. I was, I was dying. I was, but I did not train the way that I did this time around. Um, it did not feel good. <laughs> we'll just say that. So this time around was just night and day difference. And so... I got so in the zone. I was so ready, excited to see my family fly through the finish line with a PR. My my record was 138.23. That was back in 2017. And when my headphones kept reading to me that I, because I could hear um, with the race app, it was giving me my average finish time. And it was telling me that I was going to PR by three minutes. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. We're doing it. And I got so in the zone. I'd never run this course before. And I missed my turn. I missed my turn. Uh-huh. Um, by a lot. I ran, here we are, get ready for it, an extra 1.6 miles. Like, who does that and does not realize? Like, Gabby, I, I heard a text come through from Alex. He has a special ringtone. My watch did not buzz me because it, for some reason, wasn't reading me my text messages. It wasn't syncing to it. But I'm like, he never texts me during a race. Maybe he was just saying, can't wait to see you. You're almost there. But usually, like, he, if he's at the race, like, he's, he's not going to bother me with a text message. So I was like, well, whatever. I'll just brush it off. A few minutes later, it comes through again. And I'm like, okay, there must be something going on. So Because I, I didn't want to waste my energy pulling my phone out. So I pull out my phone while I'm running, and it says... Did you miss your turn? Second text, where are you? And I was like, shoot. <laughs> Might have dropped a, a naughty word there. Um, and I turned around and I was just beside myself. And I was like, I just want to be done. I was counting down. I was so focused on my watch. I was not paying attention to the markers. There was nobody there telling me, turn, turn. Like I totally missed the sign. And the fact that there were other half marathoners coming because it was out and back, out and back. I was running alone at my spot, but there were still a ton of runners going the other direction. I had already 
already passed them, lapped them. But they're just headed out the direction I just came back from. So like there was still a ton of people around me. So it just felt super congested that I just like, I didn't have anyone right in front of me to watch round the corner. I literally didn't have anyone there. There was such a big gap. And I just, I just missed it. And I, I don't know. I wish there was someone there that was like, because there were people at the turnaround. So why couldn't there be someone there? Like, I just felt like, why? I was so ready to fly through that finish line. I just, I, I couldn't believe it, guys. And so I chugged along and I was like, and then Alex called me and I was like, just stay on the phone with me till I know where I'm turning. And I'm like frantically like asking people, where is the turn for the finish line? People are looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like so done trying to keep up this pace. Like I just wanted to be done. So my 14th mile was a 727 pace which is fine like I was there to run the 13.1 miles and so I needed to and I PR'd that so it was it was just defeating I got over it it's a race this is this is just life it's just a race this is not anything it yeah if it was a marathon I probably would have been more upset way more upset so it's no big deal you live you move on and I still performed exactly, it, it didn't change my performance for the whole half marathon. So I went in and actually inserted my time, like just in my head. Like I went back and looked at all the race results and put me where I would have crossed the finish line. Um, so I finished at an hour, 35 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, that was an average of a 7.16 pace. I couldn't believe it. Um... I felt really strong, really good. I'm really proud of the effort that I gave. And it just goes to show with consistency, with doing your easy days, with rocking some workout days um, that I so many times did not think I was going to ever achieve. Just totally blew my mind of the performance that I was able to to put out on that race day. And that's what it's all about. That's what you train for. Um, and then you get a little bit of the race vibes, some of that energy and that juice um, just gets you all excited and amped up and ready to go. So, um, you know, that always speeds you up just a little bit. So it was just a great race, a great run. Loved it, felt really fueled, um, felt supported and just felt really energized and strong for that. Um, just minus that getting lost portion. My husband was like, nobody else had a problem with it. I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, well, just leave it to me. Space brain mom here who was just excited to see her kids and fly through that finish line. And I was, I didn't pay attention to my watch the whole race. It was just until that final mile when I knew I wanted to make sure my pace was going to be faster and I was like am I actually running faster or do I think I am because I was tired so I I kept kind of checking it and so that's where I think I just totally missed the sign um it was like a little yard sign guys I'm pretty sure it was just a little yard sign I yeah silly me (laughs) silly me so got some extra credit miles in there but um it did put me if I actually did put in where I crossed the finish line um Again, the online results aren't going to show this, but I ranked first in my age group, so it was 30 to 34-year-olds for females. First in my my age group, female. Um, uh, Seventh female overall, I want to say. Yeah. Um, And then 28th place out of 663. So first in my age group, that's pretty sweet. Actually, 
I don't think that was for just female. It was first in age group in general. So first in the age group of 30 to 34 year olds, um, 28th overall, seventh female. Um, so I'd say that was pretty sweet. Too bad I can't go online and find that. <laughs> because if you look at my online results, it says I ran that last mile way too slow and it ranked me at like an 810 average for the whole race. Um, no, that's not accurate. So it was pretty it was pretty comical after the fact. So just laugh, laugh it off. I'm so just grateful for the friends and, and the family support that I had. Um, it was a fun race app. Uh, people could send me messages along the way and I could hear it come through the app. It, the app was RaceJoy. Um, so they could click like pre-recorded um, voices that would send me silly messages or a sound or whatever to cheer me on. Or they could type out a personalized message and it would tell me who would send it. So um, it was super cool uh, and, and just gave me a little extra boost along the way. So I just wanted to share, you know, just the general, you know, how I came back to running postpartum. Um, this is one of my strongest comebacks, I feel like. Um, I've had years where I just feel like my pelvic floor was not where it needed to be. I've learned a lot along the way. I've learned how to engage my core during pregnancy, which I think has helped me post-pregnancy. And um, I, I'm just so grateful for the knowledge that I've acquired. I mean, I took that pre- and postnatal course, which you know has helped um, pre- and postnatal fitness course to be certified in that which has just upped my knowledge even more in that area um and I want all females to just feel empowered and strong and know that they can show up if they show up for it that they can feel strong and capable and not have to think that peeing their pants is normal or having pain or just yeah the incontinence type stuff um you know everything's not perfect still like I'm not even a year postpartum so there's still healing there's still all of that kind of stuff but man seven months is just phenomenal to be able to see such progress in this way and and it's not progress that's me saying I ran all of this but then behind the scenes I'm like in pain or I'm peeing my pants or having issues like this is where I'm saying I did it the right way I'm not hiding behind the screen with all of these woes and 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 problems like I I trained for it specifically I worked on my body I had the strength built up I focused on the core engagement the pelvic floor health and it all came together and so I don't sacrifice that stuff it's not worth it because you're just going to run yourself down and you're not going to you're not going to have the pleasant after experience it's just going to to not feel good so it's all in steps you have to have grace on your body everyone is different so not every again not every postpartum was this um, for me Uh, and so this year was just like a huge win and I can't wait to see what next year brings I've been taking the week off of running so far Um, and um, you know I might try my first three miler um, tomorrow which would be like five days post race or whatever and I'm um, just a nice easy three miler and uh, maybe something over the weekend but I'm um, just kind of taking some time off of high intense training and just focusing on what I can fit in for the winter and um, yeah just enjoying building up some strength and focusing in you know on my nutrition and just nourishing my body during this time of the year it's it's a warm cozy time of year and you know seasons you you can't always perform at your sport 100 like every day of the year like you can't 
be in top shape. That's not going to work. You have to have off season. You have to have different training styles and different um, peaks and lows and in maintenance and just all the periodization of it all. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so I'm learning all of that and I'm just here to bring you guys along for the ride. So if you hung out with me for this long, I hope that this was encouraging to you with your running. Um, I encourage you to keep showing up. Again, the only way this happened was because of consistency, the fact that I was willing to seek out help with a plan. Um, you know, I didn't pay for anything. I just had some really awesome friends um, just help me and I kind of watch them and I follow people online um, and I have reached out to some of them uh, and just the heart rate training. But then it was just like, what kind of workouts can I sprinkle in? Can I sprinkle in a workout a week? And what does that look like for me? So I needed to know where my 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 base was in terms of my highest heart rate. What kind of effort could I push out for three miles? And that was kind of like, okay, now what could I push out for 800 meters? What could I push out for pace for 400 meters? Um, and so it, it, it just all kind of all came together with with all of that so I just I just wanted to encourage you to you know whatever your goals might be for your for your running um that you've got to give your hard days the hard days and really go after it don't hold back and you'll be so surprised at what you can accomplish and then on those easy days chill the heck out enjoy it listen to an audiobook and just chill out on the run go slow if you're not running you know two to three minutes slower than your like what do they say your marathon pace for your easy run days then you're missing the point so for me slow is still like a 10 minute pace maybe 9 30 in the cooler months where my heart rate isn't working as hard but I'm happy to hang out between a 9.30 and a 10.30 pace as long as my form and my stride are feeling well. Um, I don't want to sacrifice how that is and then have injuries and all of that kind of stuff. So again, heart rate training will be for a whole other episode, but I was really excited just to share this win with you guys that it's possible that you can go out there and do these things when you approach it with consistency, um, with uh, a plan, with doing it the right way in terms of building yourself up, the base, the strength, um, you know, coming post off postpartum. Um, even if you aren't postpartum, you need to be incorporating strength to stabilize your hips, your ankles, your knees. All of that needs some muscle. It needs some something to save your bones and, and, and protect them um, and, and build that endurance and that skeletal muscles so that you can be in you know in it in the sport for a long time um, because that's what I I hope to do so with that I hope that this encouraged you um, and if you have any takeaways or any questions would love to connect with you feel free to share this episode with anyone that you know loves running um, loves running episodes and just sitting down and, and listening to other people's running stories and journeys um, or maybe there's a postpartum mama that you know um, who needs to be encouraged in this area uh, and if you have not left a review for the show now would be a great time it takes two seconds pop over to the show scroll down leave a rating and review honest rating and review um, I appreciate every single one of those I appreciate you being here and I will catch you on the next episode bye guys <laughs>